Hey there listener, what a day it is today. How are you doing? How is the weekend and how has been the week? I'm optimistic that it has been a good one. And for those who faced some difficulties in the course of the week, I'm so sorry about that and I hope and I equally pray that you actually get the best in the forthcoming week. Uh, you're most welcome for yet another edition of the podcast with me, Sir Derek Percy. And we're always sponsored, as always, by Intellect Technologies that offer services in graphic designs, software engineering, website development and design, desktop application development, uh, database system designs, and so very much more. You can always find them at uh, Sambia Gaba Road, that is opposite the American Embassy, or call 0786-615137, or in West Nile, you can contact Bonnie on 0781-700909. The show, all this podcast is equally sponsored by Zamora Promotions, that is for your events, promotions, brand building, and marketing throughout Uganda. You can contact him on 0786-666-322. Like the artwork has been moving around, my guest or our guest for today is Peter The Rock. He is a media practitioner with radio patches in Arua. Uh, let's try and connect to Peter in a short while as we'll get to digest uh, different issues around the entertainment area. Connecting to Peter. Yes, Peter. Yes, Derek. How are you? How are you? I'm good as you with music. That actually explains your area of field. Oh yeah. I just love listening to music, of course. That's great. Uh, I should say, how has been the day? Um, the day has been fair, uh, of course, you know, uh, things are the way they are right now. Mm. Nothing much is moving, so it's just a hassle. It's a hassle. Hope you're pushing through it well. Yeah, I'm also pushing on. Okay, we are going to come basically to that moment. Okay. Let's begin with you identifying yourself. Who is Peter The Rock? Uh, uh, right, I know not so many people know about me, but uh, my real name is uh, Peter Chandia. Okay. Uh, I come from Maracha. Okay. In Jomorosam County, uh, I'm Lidro, uh, where the famous uh, Miracle Falls is. Okay. Uh, that's my ancestral home. Okay. Yeah, that's where okay. I come Ambidro from. is a parish, right? Yes, Ambidro is a parish. I think that's where Raga Python also comes from. Yeah, Raga Python is a homie. We're just neighbors, actually. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't know all this. Yeah, I didn't know. Then, uh, uh, that's uh, basically where I come from. Uh, but um, uh, I didn't grow up from uh, the Western region. Mm. Um, my mother forces from the west, so uh, that's where I was uh, until I came to, to Aurora for the first time in 2005. Okay. Uh, How old were you by then? Uh, I was uh, 16. Okay. And that's when I was uh, joining. Uh, I was not 16, I was 12, I think, after my B7. Okay. Yeah, when I was joining uh, cinema and watching. Yeah, that was my first time in Arua. I stayed here for the whole of my O-level life in Machi. Then I went to Lira for my A-level. Then, of course, I went to my university in Arua. That is at the famous master. Not master. There is also another university there called Bishop Stewart University. Okay, Bishop Stewart. Yeah, that's where I was. And then, of course, after my university in 2016, I think that's when I I had a thought of um, coming back home to Aurora. Okay. Yeah, because uh, basically, uh, the whole of my life I was outside, and and, uh, I felt I need to come back home. 
because uh, my family is not here. I'm, I'm actually here alone. Um, thought it was really necessary for me to be here. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got uh, to Arua. Yeah, yeah, right now. I see. Yeah. But then, do you speak Lubara? I do. Um, I started speaking Lubara. Actually, I, I learned Malay language before Lubara. Oh really? Yeah. How did uh, this happen that year? Uh, that time, uh, my dad was uh, staying in Moyo. Mm. Yeah, so uh, during my own level, senior one, senior two, and senior three, mm. most times I would be for my holidays in Moyo. That's how I got to learn money. Okay. And then um, I started learning, uh, actually speaking, some bit of liberty that was uh, when I was reading senior three, coming to senior four. Okay. That's what I'll live and say. Yeah, but of course, uh, I always feel proud whenever I'm speaking the local language. Okay. Yeah. But how do you find staying in Arua without your family member? Um, of course, uh, it's a challenge that uh, I took on my own. Um, it's not so bad, of course, you know, at this age, you can't uh, keep on staying with your family. Yeah, so... I just decided, just a decision I made at once, uh, like I have to go to Nairobi. Because uh, at first, uh, when I was growing up, I grew up in the police barracks. And uh, we had uh, these other kids from the West who used to, to laugh at us. That uh, we eat ants, we eat people, we eat snakes. So, so uh, I used not to like to be called uh, someone from the North uh, when I was young. Mm. Because of the way they used to not identify us yeah. as people who eat people, people mm. who eat birds, or something like that. Yeah. But uh, when when I came around, I found it was the contrary. There was nothing like that. Those sometimes people eat birds, yeah, mm. which is not bad. But uh, I found it was really interesting, and uh, I felt I really need to take on my real identity and. Uh, And uh, ever since you came back in 2016, what have you been doing? Uh, when I came back, mm. uh, I was just uh, fresh from uh, campus. I just didn't want to sit back and relax. Mm. Uh, the first thing I did with um, the balance of my transport that brought me from Bahia to Aruba mm. was actually buying um, envelopes. I bought about 20 khaki envelopes. Okay. That was A4 uh, size? Uh, no, the small ones. I don't know. These are the small ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Uh, I wrote very uh, uh, many applica- applications, about 20 applications. I would move around town, uh, look at the certain business, I just write. So I wrote about uh, 20 applications and uh, distributed them around around town. And then uh, it was at that moment uh, when one morning I was listening to radio. And uh, there was an advert for the candidate mentor, radio patches. So it was also another step I took as like, ah, this is another chance to then also try it out. Uh, so I tried it out and uh, applied. Um, so lucky enough when I applied, uh, I went through the auditions and the interviews. I was taken for uh, for the training, uh, which I did successfully. Uh, but of course, uh, after the training, our last day of the training, uh, there was um, one great point that um, uh, the current human resource manager, Madame Antikosara, made. She was like, uh, yes, for us, we do train you people. I don't think this is your home. You've trained, so go outside there and try your luck. 
Yeah. So uh, the next day, just woke up and to my exam. That was the day after you completed the candidate mentor. Yes, the next day immediately just went to my left and uh, my phone guys they are seated outside. I sat with them, shared with them. But did you know them? I didn't know them. Mm. Yeah, it was just uh, try and error, just trying out with luck. Okay. Yeah, so I talked to the guys. At uh, uh, that time, there was um, uh, Dominic. Uh, who was the station manager? There was uh, Larry. Yeah, Larry, yes. Yes, there was uh, Sunday Pass. Mm. Yes, those are some of the guys I can remember. Mm. Uh, and there was also Nat Smaz. Yeah, Nat Smaz, yes. Yes, uh, that was the team that was there. I just, I, I talked to them. Uh, they were positive. Mm. So uh, I just kept on coming, coming uh, there every day. Uh, so I went there like for about two weeks and there were some programs that were free. Uh, so they gave me a try. And um, I, I started with a night show. I did it for about one week. Um, then um, that time around uh, there was uh, the Nile Top 20 countdown, yeah. uh, which uh, they also gave me to do now. Because that time around, Sunday Pass was uh, not agreed, but it was, uh, it was taken up. So I was actually sitting in for him for his show. Yeah. So I did it for about one week. He came back again, they shifted me to a week, to uh, actually two weekend shows. Uh, the Nile Top 20 countdown, and then uh, later on, uh, the Sunday Gospel Show. Okay. Yeah, which I did for uh, some time. Then after that again, I was given uh, a, 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 this African program. You did African reading? The African readings, yes. Mm-hmm. I also did the African readings. And then after that, I also did uh, the evening show. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did the evening show. That's a, that, that was the show I did for the longest time alongside the night of 20 count now. Yeah, that was uh, basically um, towards the end of uh, 2016 and the uh, whole of 2017. Yeah, um, 2017, of course, um, you might have heard about the stories of Naila Fem. Yeah. Yeah, things are not fine and uh, uh, we had worked for quite some time, things are not working out. Yeah, uh, we decided, and uh, our decision uh, for us, we took it on our own with the whole team. That time it was me, it was uh, Larry, we had Selector Simon on board, we had Junior Jeff, we had uh, uh, Jerry. Um, we also had a lady called Nina. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We decided, uh, because the MD had brought in a new management, uh, which, like, uh, the truth is, those people didn't understand uh, radio business. Mm. And they were just mixing up things and uh, they messed up everything. So, for us, we decided to, to step down and resign on our own. Okay. Yeah, so after resigning, I think I was home for like two or three months. Mm. Yeah, that's when uh, I also received a call now from uh, the Human Resource Manager, Radio Purchase. Uh, that was now after uh, Todd Wallace had also left. Yeah, after he resigned. Yes, after he resigned, Sarah uh, so called me to, to, to come and study issues. Yeah, that was actually around, uh, uh, it was in June, uh, June of 2018. Yeah, I remember yeah. that was quite recent. Yeah, that's when I uh, also rejoined. Uh, Okay. But how does it feel there? Um, uh, it's a it's a comfortable place. Um, everything is okay. Yeah, we're trying our level best to see how we can also, you know, uh, also add in a few of the things uh, that uh, we are able to do. You know, 
know, for better programming and also for improving ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, it's just it's home. It's very, very, very fine. And uh, apart from presentation, which you've done on both frequencies in different programs, what else do you do at Radio Party? Um, at Radio Party, um, I'm uh, the assistant uh, music coordinator. Mm. Yeah, I work uh, with Mr. Uh, Jacinto, you know him, yeah. famous Jacinto, yeah. yeah. The one uh, famous for the program. Uh, and the choirs of West Nile. Choirs of West Nile, yes. radios or something like that. Have you ever come across such? Of course, uh, complaints will always be there in, in all fields. Mm. And of course, you know, you it's not about music everyone. Mm. Um, when music doesn't play on radio, it's not my fault. Mm. Um, our programs here have uh, program producers. Producers are in charge of, uh, actually in charge of the programs. Mm. Uh, the producers uh, tell you what you have to go and see on air. Mm. They make for us the selections of the music. Mm. So um, it's not it's not about me, it's about the artists. Mm. Um, I think uh, it's not the blame of the radio. The, the blame goes back to them. Uh, uh, of course, like right now, we woke up to news uh, yesterday. We have been uh, uh, named uh, the best second radio in the whole of Uganda. Yeah, after after, after CBS. CBS, yes, as far as local content is concerned. Yeah, true. Uh, and the local content we hear is uh, the programming and the music. Our, our programs are basically local music. Mm. So when you program, when your music doesn't feature in a program, whose fault does it be? Because uh, look at what artists do here. Mm. Uh, what I've, uh, the short time I've been in the industry, what I've seen about uh, the artists in the world that I really know so much mm. is uh, they go to studio, record a song, go to radio premiere. That's the end of the story. Mm. They don't do more than that. Only a few of them do it. Mm. So I think uh, music is about go to Josh Man, I go to DJ, I go to whoever producer, I record a song, and then uh, the next time I'm calling the raw one, I'm calling uh, Nile FM artists or parties, I'm going there to premiere. After premiering, that's the end of the story. They are already thinking of another project, they think they are done. But they have, I think there's more that they really have to do. So uh, the complaints will always be there. I cannot deny that because we cannot play all the music. The artists are so many. But uh, I think uh, to, we, we have done our best to really play local music. Considering the programming in most of the radio stations within West Nile, which kind of messages would you expect the local artists to pass in their song? Uh, there are very many messages. Uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's not only about the messages. Some, some other music can be for entertainment. Mm. And, and the others can be for the messages, as you say. Mm. Um, uh, now, like for us uh, here, is any message that is a positive message, we take it. Mm. Someone might pass out a message that is a hate message. We shall not play that. Someone might sing and the song is, is vulgar. We shall not play that at parties. Um, uh, we also have artists who just, you know, they just do music, but uh, you don't even get any message. Everything is just uncoordinated. Uh, but uh, but uh, there are very many things we can talk about, very many uh, unsolved issues in the West We look at uh, the girl child here. 
it's very different. Like um, in 20, 20, 2019, when I finished senior four, I happened to, to, to stay in the village. Yeah. That time around, I was at loggerheads so with my dad, so he first me to the village for a year. Yeah. And um, I, I saw the life there. A girl making uh, 14, 15 is already getting married. Mm. But who is there to address those issues? Domestic violence, who is there to address the issues if the artists don't talk about them? Uh, and, and that's why you find most of the music sometimes doesn't appeal to the people. people uh, artists complain, people don't support their music, but it's because it does not appeal to them. But is it not just a natural embedded act or behavior in the locals that they shouldn't support the local industry. I don't think so. The music. I don't think so. Mm. I think uh, that's really uh, over-exaggerating things. For me, I believe people here really support the music. Okay. So long as it touches them. Remember, you remember the late Jack King. Mm. And his music makes sense. Yeah, indeed. Jim Kennedy. Their, their, their music touches the people. Those are the issues people of the West now want to listen to. Uh, so, sometimes we rush to compare ourselves to the artists in Kampala, but we forget that Kampala is a city, and Kampala has very, very many people, very many tribes from different backgrounds. That's why sometimes you find the music is so different from our very own. Because that you're not talking to uh, like uh, one tribe or one culture, something that people are very many. But uh, when you come back home and try to identify yourself with, with the locals, I think you always, you know, catch a big fish. Mm. But for me, I don't, I don't think people don't support the Western music industry. Mm. Uh, I think um, uh, we still have a lot to do. The artists still have a lot to do. Like? Um, what they have to do right now, uh, for me, I would uh, zero running. Okay. Um, the other artists that uh, our very own look up to uh, are brand ambassadors of different companies and you know different organizations. Mm. But all that comes with branding. Yeah. I think uh, our artists here are, they have not really learned or mastered the art of branding themselves. That's where they really have to, to work so much because, you know, branding is a package. Yeah. Uh, uh, you not expect me as a buyer to go so, to go for a substandard product. Mm. You understand? Yeah, I'm getting it. People, people want to see good things. Mm. Um, the chameleons, the, the Cindy's, the Shibas we, are, we admire, are big brands. You look at them, you look at how they portray their images, even on social media. Come back home and look at what we have here. It's quite different. Mm. Uh, the local companies here will not go for, no, they will not pick an artist who is not well branded to be their brand ambassador. So when the artists work on their brands very well, I think that's when they'll start attracting. No, they say charity begins at home. Mm. So when they start uh, uh, attracting the local companies, that's when they also start attracting the, the other multinational companies. But um, if I'm to ask you, how many local local companies here or local brands ship themselves with the artists? Do you know of any? Not really. Not really. Have you ever asked yourself why? But could it not be that maybe the management or people who could do that are actually selfish of supporting their own? What is management, Derek? No, I mean like the companies. Let me give an example. A telecom company manager, a regional manager for West Nile, can like an artist, can be friends with an artist. But it will be hard for this artist, or I mean this manager, to link this artist to do an advert or maybe be an, an ambassador for a promotion, maybe that this company is doing. So basically, they can they may like or want to just be at that friendly personal basis, but not along the business line. Uh, so uh, uh, in this case, uh, who do you have to blame? I think it 
begins with the artists. When when you brand yourself very well, trust me, any company will come for you. Okay. I, I, I would love to give you uh, a live example of uh, uh, a current training artist, Free Boy. Mm. You saw how he branded himself. Mm. He's one artist who who who, who didn't sing about hate. Yeah. His music was just on point. Nothing hate. His branding was perfect. That's what. That's how he won. Uh, he won the heart of uh, Viva Entertainment, and, and and that's why he is right now. Now, uh, when you look at uh, let le- let me zero to Arua. Which other artist comes so close to Free Boy as far as branding is concerned? I don't actually see one. So, so. You see that? But you know, right now, people can get any deal with AfriCell, with MTN, with uh, Pepsi, or another big company. Yeah, absolutely true. Because he branded himself and he got a breakthrough. Mm. Our artists have not done so much of branding. Mm. I think, uh, uh, to me, if I would really, uh, talk to the artists for them to progress, I think they have to really see on how they can brand themselves very very well but does the issue of branding also matter to the local audience yes so is could that be the reason why maybe some of the shows like for Barra Spoken and the controller the other concert last time dropped? giving uh, just an uh, example um, uh, that concert uh, I took part in the organization of that concert but I think um, the truth is um, maybe we didn't do enough yeah, uh, because uh, not every local in Arua is uh, on social media. That time we zeroed so much on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, when you have a brand, even the local person will identify himself with the brand, whether on social media or not. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Uh, very many of Onduparaka fans um, are not even on social media, mm-hmm. but they identify themselves with the, with the brand Onduparaka. With the club, yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh, branding plays a very big role. You see, even the, the, the uh, any upcoming artist in the central, when you look at uh, the images, the branding, he, he already looks a star, and yet he's still trying his luck. Mm. So uh, branding plays key. And then, of course, patience also matters. Fripo has been there for ages. Right now, he's, he's made it through. Yeah, I actually um, had an interview with him where he really talked a lot about his journey. Yes, he's been there for long. Uh, look at uh, uh, 2019. Uh, I think at 2019, that's when we had the biggest breakthrough for, for Monopoly. Mm. Uh, 2018. Took, 2018. Tw- yeah, 2018. Yeah. It, it took him years to get there. I think 10 years. Yes, but he was there before. Yeah, 10 years before. And he was very patient. Now, uh, some of the artists here are not very patient. Uh, yes, uh, you might uh, be very lucky. Uh, one, two years, you make it. But someone with two, three songs already thinks he's a star, which is very hard. Yeah, yeah so um, uh, patience also matters. Then the other thing is education. It's key. Our artists, I don't know. Not I don't this, Most of them are not educated. I don't want it to feel like an insult, but I think they really have to do more. Mm. You understand? Mm. Uh, Derek, do you know there are artists who cannot even express themselves in English? That's true, and there are so many. So many. And now here we have a city status. Mm. So I think they're going to have a. Uh, they will have to really work so hard. Yes, we have the local artists who don't speak the local language and, and it's okay. Uh, but uh, the, the ones who want to be urban artists, I think they will have to really work so much on that. Okay. Yeah, education and um, uh, I think um, uh, I've, I've stayed with very many of these uh, boys and girls. Mm. Uh, but um, you see right now they're doing nothing because of this corona yeah uh, they, they didn't plan themselves very well um, uh, what I've seen with some of the, the artists uh, who still live in town they wait for holidays 
to release a song because the ones who count on the few events that will be happening the within the holidays. Uh, which, which sometimes is a poor plan. I think uh, the artists have to get themselves something to do apart from the music. Very few artists here are really working, which is quite absurd. So most rely on music. They rely on music and uh, our industry here still has a long way to go. They still have a long way to go. Now, who should be blamed in this case? We have had very many people being blamed here. Um, we have had uh, promoters being blamed. We have had uh, event organizers being blamed. Even at some point, I got confused. I didn't know who is a promoter and who is an event organizer. Mm. Uh, we have had uh, radio presenters being, uh, being blamed. DJs being blamed. DJs being blamed. Uh, and so much more. Uh, Derek, when I came to, uh, when I started working at NLFM actually, uh, I, I, I had a click, I joined the click of uh, the likes of uh, Simon and Larry and uh, Junior, we, 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 did, we did events in 2017, yeah. Yeah. very many events and we made a lot of money. Mm. Um, uh, during those events, uh, uh, for me, the truth is uh, it was my first time in the industry. Uh, I was so much excited, yeah. and uh, we, we gave a lot of platform to uh, the central artists because uh, uh, we, we, uh, people loved them so much, and we made a lot of money from them. Yeah. When you organize a local event, it's, it's a flop. It flops, yeah. People don't turn up. Uh, but uh, uh, after we did very many, uh, very many events in uh, uh, 2017, then our last event uh, we sat and we were like, now this event is either going to make us or break us. Mm. Uh, that's when we had an event at Tarua uh, Hill. Mm. Yes. We is it the one where Epas was supposed to go? Yes. Mm. Uh, and uh, people thought it was a fraud, but the truth is uh, we had talked to APAS, uh, we gained at 15 million, mm. and uh, at that time we had paid him only 6 million, and his condition was all money to paid first before he comes to mm. Of course, uh, this was an event we were doing, we did without any anyone sponsoring it. sponsorship, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, our own efforts. Mm. Yeah. We tried our level best, and uh, the two things we thought, one of them happened. One happened. We were like, it's either going to make us or break us, and it broke us. Mm. Because at the end of the day, that's when uh, there were insurgencies in South Sudan, many people had come back home, no jobs, uh, the fire eaters were hot, you know, these bad guys in town. Yeah. So uh, they messed up the whole event at the end of the day. Mm. And then after that event, that's when I sat, I sat back and relaxed, and I was like, no, I won't do any other events. I don't think I have to really promote any other artists from the central. And it's time we really focus on our very own artists. Yeah, yeah so uh, when it comes to promoters, I don't really understand what a promoter is. People take a promoter for an event organizer and vice versa. So uh, for, for event organizers, uh, most of them are targeting the money. They are like the businessmen, they are after the money, profit. Yes, for, yeah, for them they want money. Mm. Whether whether it's what or what, at the end of the day, what they want is to make money. Yeah. Yeah, for the promoters, a promoter I think is someone who is basically trying to market an artist or an event, something like that. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I thought it was a uh, time uh, since I'd learned a lot uh, within that year. It was now time to zero on, on, on local artists uh, because uh, I was really inspired by the love and support I saw people give uh, Uncle Nyax and, uh, and the late Jack P. Mm. So I was like, now nah, if I'm best in Arua, I'm a Lubara, these are my brothers and sisters, and I don't support them. At the end of the day, in case anything happens, who will come out to support you? Yeah. 
if you have uh, a chance of having uh, that following and all you want to promote is uh, someone who will not even come and rescue at the end of the day um, you want to be there you know, not promoting an, an industry which will not even recognize which will not help you yeah so that's where now the other blame of uh, the radio people comes in the DJs comes in yeah I think it it, it, it all gets back to us to, to really influence the local people to love our very own mm-hmm. yeah sometime back I talked to this guy from Mali um, Swain mm-hmm. yeah Swain told me for them they sat they had a discussion with DJs because the DJs played an influential role in the industry they were like now uh, here we are, this is our industry. What if we played most of the music in the clubs and music, which worked out for them very well? And it's, uh, it is working up to date. Yes, I've, to, uh, from the corona I've, period. Mm, I've been in the Alur sub region. Mm. Those guys, those boys and girls support their very own, mm. which is contrary to our people of Alur. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we really have to to do so much and influence. When you have it, uh, that uh, chance maybe to play the music. You play the local music. You play the local music. Mm. Slowly by slowly, people begin to love it. Okay. Yeah, because at the end of the day, how are you going to benefit from an industry that you have not made? Mm. You, you're on radio all the time, you're playing. Uh, central music, international music. If you want to play urban music, we have good urban local songs here. You want to play gospel music, we have good gospel music here. So if you if you think you're going to put all the focus on uh, playing West African music, maybe American music, central music, and you ignore your very own, at the end of the day, tomorrow when you're not on radio, how are you going to survive? Who is going to help you out there? I think the same people you neglected just be looking at you as a dog. Exactly. Uh, because uh, uh, I remember uh, General Mugisha Mutu, by the House of Land Politics. Mm. Uh, at one moment, he was warning uh, some uh, police officers mm. that uh, as you are in the forces, mm. you create an environment outside there that next time when you're not in this uniform, when you go there, you're going to survive. Yeah. So the same has to apply to us. We have to create that environment. We have to to make sure people get to listen to our very own content. So that tomorrow when you go there, in case of anything, the same people that you push to be the same people to come and save you in case of anything. Still talking along that line, we've ever seen presenters or media practitioners also being event organizers, and this has always affected the music a lot. So I once time interacted with Free Boy, with Brother Spoken, we actually together in Gulu, and they really digested a lot along this line. Do you, at your own, okay, basically at your own level, still see this as a challenge as well? Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't deny that. Mm. Because when I was at Nile FM, I was an event organizer. And I think uh, we, we had so much negativity in our, in our minds. Mm-hmm. Once an artist uh, refuses to perform, his songs will be deleted. Uh, no, uh, we, we, we didn't actually delete, but... Uh, will not play. We, we, yes, we denied them airplay. I, I can say that without fear or fear or contradiction. Mm. Uh, uh, that, that's true, and uh, I think it's very, very wrong. Mm. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's not only here. It's not only here, it's, uh, it applies everywhere. When you go to Kampala, like, for example, you see the likes of uh, Douglas organizing the Purple Party. Yeah. And if you're an artist who is featuring on the poster, try, trust me, you're going to have a lot of uh, airplay in your show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, all this happens because man, people are looking for survival. Mm. People are looking for survival, but uh, again, uh, when it comes to influence, uh, what you're doing in air, that's when it becomes your plan. Yeah, but I think uh, 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 truly uh, radio presenters uh, being uh, event organizers is bad. It might be good for them because you're looking for survival. But for, for, for the artists who maybe are not featuring on, on the event, 
to become so dangerous because you might not be able to live on the airplane. That they deserve. Yeah, they deserve. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that really happens. Okay. And uh, your inspirations, by the way, who inspired you into this, what you're doing basically? Now, um, when I came to, I came from my, once I came from my holidays uh, here in Aruba, mm. that was uh, 2014. Mm. I came, I stayed with my sister in Jericho, and uh, uh, I, I used to listen to the Pisces by the long time. Okay. So as I was listening to radio one morning, there's uh, this guy called uh, Enzi mm. who used to do, who used to do morning West Nine. Mm. Yeah, that guy we used to be in the same class in our batches, near one to senior four. Mm. So that morning I listened to Enzi. I said, this, this sounds a familiar voice I know. Mm. Then later on that same evening, as I was also listening to radio, I listened to Michael Wanawell, mm. who is our current uh, programs manager mm. at Bachis. Yeah, yeah Noel, um, uh, he was um, our mayor, like at the head of Yeah, in school. Bachis, we are the ones who did the campaigning and the rest. From when I was in Bachis, actually, I was a sportsman. I used to play baseball for the, the school team. Yeah. And uh, I used to play on the same team with uh, mm. yeah, So when I listen to these guys, I'm like, wow, these used to be my guys. I think I can also give it a try. Mm. So basically, my inspiration was not from far, but from those two hobbies of mine, Noel and Nancy. Yeah, so that was, that's what gave me the motivation to, to give it a try. And, uh, Until uh, you are where you are now. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Now, how would you advise and okay, somebody somewhere there or maybe who is listening to this podcast and will want to be the next Peter the Rock after you? Um, yeah, first of all, it's about believing in yourself. For me, um, I, didn't do, I didn't do journalism at, uh, at campus. Okay. We, we actually I didn't, ask, I didn't ask you that question. What did you study? In campus? I studied social um, uh, work and social administration. Or Swasa. Yes, okay. that's what I did, and uh, I came out with the money. You, you know, uh, social work inspires people in a way that uh, yeah, they tell you in the social work field you can work anywhere. True. Yes, you can do anything. So I was like, now I can go on radio uh, because you know, in social work we look at um, uh, the marginalized, uh, the poor, the vulnerable, the children, the widows. It sounds like I can maybe address some of these challenges on radio. Yeah, so that's what pushed me, and uh, unfortunately, I found again myself on the other side, the entertainment side. Yeah. Not, not this no, other no, side. Social work, so humanity side. Uh, not the other side of uh, really addressing uh, the, the social issues. Mm. But, but again, through the entertainment, you can also address address the social issues. Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, what they have to do is uh, believe in yourself. Yeah, people people have so much doubt. Mm. People doubt themselves. Um, uh, when you believe in yourself, trust me, you always uh, do anything you want to achieve. Yeah. And then uh, work hard. Mm. Work hard. Uh, you see me right now. Um, like uh, uh, the way I run my day. Uh, when I share with you, you not <laughs> you know you not believe this is what I go through the day. Mm. Uh, for example, uh, like right now, I'm just from studio. Yeah. And uh, you know, from studio, I don't go to bed immediately. So sometimes I sleep at uh, maybe one or two. Mm. So from there, I have to wake up very early in the morning to make sure uh, you know, the social media pages are active. Mm. Have posts for the morning shows and checking what is trending, something like that. That is at around 5 a.m. Yeah. I do that. Also have a little nap, maybe seven. I'm already awake. Mm. Uh, trying to do other things. Mm. You know, it's, it's and it's, you're it's not, not married yet. I'm not married yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you know it will sound somewhere there, flinkery. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it will be very dangerous, of course. That's why I'm doing a night show because married people, you know, be getting issues with the wife at home. Yeah, true. 
Yeah, so basically, I believe in yourself, work hard, and uh, for me, I really insist so, so much on passion, really. Yeah, me, uh, I want to inspire a generation that is uh, smart. Um, um, in this era, whatever you're doing, without papers, it's going to be challenging always. Yeah, there, there's some uh, there's some young boys and girls who try to talk to and uh, he tells you he, he wants to be like you but he dropped in P6, P7, senior 3, senior 4. After senior 4, there's nothing much that he wants to really do, maybe like another course. Yeah, so yeah, work hard, study, when you have a chance, these are the short, short courses, check them out. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, simple things just. I really can't imagine that we're even coming to the close because to me it feels like we've just talked for 10 minutes. Ah, sure. <laughs> anyway, what could be your last words as we conclude? Uh, my last word um, um, would be uh, let's work hard. Uh, right now, uh, we have uh, two cities in northern Uganda, Kulu and Arua. Mm. And uh, for the people of the West, I think um, uh, it's time for us to focus now very well. Uh, time for us to see how we can push our own content. Uh, uh, time for us to defy hate. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, hate in the industry. Yeah. We have to overcome that. A lot, a lot, yeah. Yeah, uh, beef is no longer something that I can really make uh, artists. Uh, I think it perfectly worked out for Raga Python and uh, PAG. Though at the end of the day, even though you're beefy, do you have the money? That should be the biggest question. True, or the backbone. Uh, yes, uh, uh, we have uh, a lot of flames uh, uh, being thrown at artists and entertainers. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think uh, before people rush to blame, they should also ask themselves what have they done for the industry. Mm. Yeah, uh, let's not really uh, keep on throwing blames, but uh, rather find solutions. To the blames or the issues affecting us. Yes, I think if we be addressing uh, issues and finding solutions, that would be uh, best for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think it's time for us as uh, publishers and social media people to really put out the right image of our own industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, we're all humans. All of us make mistakes. So there are some simple, simple mistakes that I think uh, I don't think should be on social media, but uh, rather we should look for the positive sides of our industry mm-hmm. <laughs> because the world is looking at us. Mm-hmm. So when we keep on throwing uh, negative vibes out there, people will never believe in us. They'll know that we are divided. But uh, if we all combine our forces, we love each other, we work together. That's how we are going to get the support of other people, and we can fight the vice out. Yeah, we can do that perfectly, and uh, it begins with us. Like right now, um, we are doing so much, and uh, actually, by the way, um, let me also take time to appreciate you guys. The Western Exposed, you guys are doing great work. Thanks so very much. You're doing so great right now. We also have uh, the true friends that has also come on board. Uh, we shall see how it uh, works out. Uh, we have uh, big brands that are doing well, like uh, the Westerners Sports guys. Yeah. That they're doing good work. They are giving a good brand of uh, our West industry. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Oswa Arts uh, uh, Photography Concept. Mm. Those guys inspire me so much. I love what they do. I think uh, that's what we really have to do: push, pushing out positive vibes. Uh, of uh, the West Nile industry, just what will make us. I think uh, we should uh, uh, forget uh, the bad things and uh, we will focus on uh, better things because now, uh, who is going to do it for us if we cannot do it? Obviously, no one. Yes, we claim uh, our music is not playing in the center, but if we don't uh, do so much for our own here, mm. how will Kampala get to listen to us? I think if we push so hard on our own, Kampala will get to, to notice us. Right now, Freeboy has gone there. So they're yeah, going to turn their, the way. Yes, they're going to turn their eyes to see who comes next. Yeah. So when we develop this positive attitude and push the best vibes, we can always make it. I must say it has been my absolute pleasure and honor to have the opportunity of hosting you for the first time on the podcast. 
Thank you very much. Can I say hi to my girlfriend? <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I just want to say, um, I just want to send my shout-outs to, uh, to Adisa Finora. You know her very well? Yeah, I know her, yeah. Yeah, man, she has been with me from day one. We've gone through a lot of hassle together. Wow. Only the two of us know our story very well. And uh, uh, right now, she's also on a different move and a different move. But uh, we have been through a lot of ups and downs. Mm. And uh, I really appreciate what she's done for me. She's done so much that uh, people don't really know about. She's actually the first person of hosting who has been so open. About his uh, relationship life. <laughs> yes, yeah, so these, these are things we don't have time because uh, there are things the public knows. True. But uh, yes, I just want to say thank you to her. Thanks so very much. Yeah, thank you very much, Derek. All right, all right. Thanks so much too, and I look forward to hosting you again very so soon. It will be my pleasure. All right. All right. Yes, that's Peter the Rock, aka Chandia Peter, with whom we've shared a lot. Remember, this podcast was sponsored by Intellect Technologies that offers services in graphic designs, software engineering, website development and designs, desktop application development, database, system designs, and so much more. You can always find them in Zambia, that is along uh, Gaba Road within Kampala, or you call telephone number 0786-615137. And in West Nile, you call Bonnie on 0781-700-909. It was also sponsored by Zamora Promotions that offers services in events, promotions, brand building, and marketing throughout Uganda. You can as well call him for business on 0786-666-322. That has been Peter DeRock, and tomorrow I'm having Astrolifa, the rap the guy who actually has arrested the rap of a lure in his hands we shall equally digest more from it to you ciao and enjoy your weekend